Hello. Anywho. How's it going? Good. Good. I think I'm actually going to order some jelly babies today. Okay. Okay. Never had any. Wait. Jelly babies. Uh, are those those baby, the little, um, like star, star, I've got some right here. Starburst babies? No, 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 no. Jelly babies are a British thing. It's like, they're like little sweet jelly filled things shaped like babies. Oh yeah. No, no. I have those. They're, okay. they're branded as Starburst here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's also Haribut version, and then Bassett's, I think, is the Yeah, other. that's the one I'm ordering, Bassett's Jelly Babies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have the Bassett's here, but we do have the uh, the Haribo and the Starburst. Oh, okay, here's why. Because uh, they got bought out by Cadbury, and I think they licensed the name. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. That way, I can walk around and say, would you like a jelly baby? <laughs> they have names. Yes, they do. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So, <laughs> so what do you think of that uh, that one TV Tropes page? Which one? Uh, we, 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 we shared a couple in the chat room. Oh, the one that has SGBY oh, I... in it? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, the SGBY um, yeah. TV Tropes? No, it's, it's the man I feel like a woman yeah. TV trope. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I was kind of saving something, and someone was chattering about something like, do you going to have this downtime? I'm like, yes. I think at that point. But I'm looking over the chat right now, and yeah, I see it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is like that has been. I've had many people say that's going to be. The, that's like, is that like the ending song to SGBY when it's all over? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's got to be. Dude looks like la- like a lady. It's that would definitely be in the SGBY soundtrack. I've, I've said that before. Yeah, because yeah, it has to be in there. Uh, Neil and is not Lola a fan of Aerosmith. No. Hey, like, well, I'm not a big fan of Aerosmith either, but I mean. Revolution X was a wonderful game, but no. <laughs> I just, uh, I just, uh, I just love how that song was like a, a little bit of a hit when it first came out, and then and then Mrs. Doubtfire came out, and it's like every trailer for Mrs. Doubtfire yes. was. <laughs> that just made me hate that song more. <laughs> it, it's like the Aerosmith comeback was just. I'm like, what? This is this is awful. <laughs> yeah. It's like someone got me got me the pump album for my birthday once and I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I got a coaster now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, So right. So what do you think is uh, I, I, I just want to get a final verbal verification. Would you call what was on my car snow or ice? Oh jeez. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it was snow, it had melted a bit into ice, and there was definitely some, still some compacted snow on there. But it is, it is impressive, the build-up, because that's Texas. <laughs> so, I guess what you could do is you could call the, you could like, send a tweet to the Weather Channel and ask them. They, they'd love that. They'd <laughs> probably have an entire 30-minute episode about, what is on Ben's car? 
<laughs> I, I, I get the point. Mysteriously in the night. I, I, I'm calling it ice. That's all I'm saying. I'm calling it ice. No, I'm just, I'm just saying you could have this 30-minute long thing where, like, it's, like, creepy. And also then you've got interviews with Fess and Ben. And, like, we'll get an expert to come in. And somehow someone's going to get injured, sent to the hospital to make it all, you know, drama. But think about it, That's how thick the stuff was on the road, too. Yeah, in the south that would be very, very bad. Just yeah, I went to. I, I was. I actually was able to get to the store today because I was running out of like meats to cook. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, like, all the bread's gone. All the, you know, the the the, the butcher station's empty. Gone. Yep. Well, we probably weren't any deliveries over the weekend, and then. Everyone's like, oh my god, must buy meat, must buy... No, 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 no. You buy crackers and you buy uh, peanut butter. That's what you buy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because those keep longer. Everyone's like, oh, bread and milk. And it's like, you know those things are going to go bad in like a few days. And if yeah. you're, I mean, you could go stick it out in the snow, the milk, but... Uh... But people do this during hurricanes. They'll go out and buy milk and bread, and I'm like, you know, if the power goes out, that's going to go bad, right? You know that, right? Yeah. It's because, like, in every disaster, I've I've never understood why the news tells you to go get, like, bread and milk. Like, they always tell you to go get these things. My, I always, my dad and I had a conspiracy theory about, like, Maybe it was because they were trying to clear the shelves so it wasn't rotting in there in case the refrigeration went off. Like, especially, like, in the case of the milk. Like, and I'm like, that would make sense. But I think it's also just people think of that as, like, the basics. And they're like, oh, what if I can't get those things? Because all the canned food is, you know, if, if there's, like, a yeah. real disaster, that's what I'd be stocking up on is canned yeah. food. Because it lasts and weeks and months and stuff. And powdered milk. Like, if you really want milk, get the powdered milk. You know, or, or sweet the long life milk. Or sweet and condensed milk. Exactly. You get that shit. But everyone's always like, oh, I gotta get the milk and the meat and all that. And my mother would always stock up on toilet paper. It was her big thing. Because she was like, if there's a disaster, you can trade this. And I was like, that makes sense. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about Thanksgiving cartoons and Thanksgiving specials. Uh, you, of course, know my co-host, TV Special Neil. Gobble, gobble. I hope you're not quoting Giggly there. Okay, and also with us is our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. Grandma, never leave us. Thanksgiving is the best holiday ever. Okay. Man, I completely forgot about that in Geely. Ugh, that movie. Why do you remind me of that? 
Because <laughs> 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 you said gobble gobble like that. That's exactly how what's her name read that line. Yes, she did. Uh, <laughs> oh. Was that said at Thanksgiving or something? No. No, is it no? <laughs> it's just that's how that's I, how I forget what that was even about. Okay. It was, I was, just... it was about oral sex. What is it with Ben Affleck movies where he turns lesbian straight? I was trying to remember the wonderful patriotic songs in the uh, Rankin and Bass Mouse on the Mayflower, but I couldn't remember any of the great lyrics. So I just went with Garfield because, wow, it's a Garfield Thanksgiving special. Well, I watched the Peanuts Thanksgiving special, and it's like ah. the magic that was in the Christmas special is gone. Yeah, they were yeah. cashing it. Oh, did you watch the new one? The there one that was no made. New. Yeah, there was one. There was a new one that was made very recently. It aired on Fox. Um, I sat through ten minutes. I think I made it ten minutes in. Did I wait? There is no new one. There is a new one. You should watch it. It's great. It's the one. animation is so sterile. It's wonderful. <laughs> Well, the no old love. one actually felt a little sterile to me, at least compared to the Christmas special, because a lot of the charm just felt like it was like squeezed out. This felt yeah. more like a product. This felt more, and I know the old one was a product too. The, the Christmas special was a little bit of a product too, but this felt more producty than the other one did. It felt like uh, because lots of things that the, uh, I mean, uh, lots of things that I consider parts of Peanuts just felt like just there. It uh, yeah it didn't feel quite right, if you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. you, you all have seen it recently, too, right? The Peanuts Thanksgiving special? Yeah, I've, I've seen the, the Peanuts. The Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, I think, was what it was originally called. Yes. Yeah, and um, I've seen it. And, and the thing is, is that I know that, like, the original Christmas special was a big deal. Like, they got um, the composer, the right composer. There was a lot of effort put into it. So... It definitely is a labor of love, whereas this is the 10th animated TV special, primetime animated TV special based on Peanuts, so... The 10th yeah. one, that's why it feels so weird, because I thought yeah. it was one of the earlier ones, but if it's the 10th one, I mean, that means it's probably done after It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown. Yeah, uh, wow. let's see, the ones that preceded it. Yes, there is a there is a it's Arbor Day Charlie Brown by the way listeners. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen I've seen that. I've seen that one. Um, before that, there was uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown's All Stars, The Great Pumpkin, You're in Love, He's Your Dog. It was a short summer. Play it again. You're not elected. There's no time for love. And then finally, Thanksgiving. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which by the way, all those others were in the '60s. This is well into the '70s. Wow. That explains a lot. And yeah. another thing is is actually really funny was there was some social commentary there where uh, where uh, where uh, where Charlie Brown was talking to his sister whose name actually escapes my mind Sally. at the moment. Lucy, Sa Patty, Patty, that's Sally. no, no, pa yeah. Sally. Wait, Sally, that's it. Yeah, he was talking to Sally, and Sally says says there's you know I we went to the store and all that was there was Christmas stuff. Yep. In, well, you know, Thanksgiving was moved to at the date it's at now because of shopping. Like, I see. It was, Rose it was, Roosevelt tried to move it one week to the to the third Thursday, but the uh, public backlash put it back on the fourth Thursday. Mm -hmm. But there was like it's always been sort of a 
shopping holiday anyway, because it was always sort of like, even when it was like, because originally it was about giving, th it was originally about religion and that you would have days of fasting and then Thanksgiving, and then became a sort of, yay, you made it to America, Thanksgiving, and then eventually, like, during the Civil War, they were like, why don't we standardize this shit? Yeah, what we'll happened was there was a woman, a woman who, yeah. for like eight years, sent letters <laughs> to to her postmasters, her senators, her congressmen, all the way up to the president, just letters every single day saying, we need a Thanksgiving, we need a national Thanksgiving, we need a national Thanksgiving. It got so bad that Lincoln actually appointed someone to be in charge of hail mail. <laughs> Just to just get all this all this mail and and figure it out, and he got finally got so tired he's like, okay, okay, bitch, shut up. Thanksgiving's the fourth Thursday in November. Shut up. Well, that's that's part of the story, but it's also just partly because they wanted to standardize it. It was also sort of a propaganda thing in that the northern states would all have Thanksgiving on the same day, and this was sort of like, look, we're all together, sort of deal. So Thanksgiving's sort of like one of those. It's got all, it's like, yeah, we kind of trace it back to like a, a story that we know from like 1621 where some pilgrims like were like, yay, we're not dead. Well, they, yeah, they had a pretty, they had a, yeah, they had a pretty harsh harvest that year. It's, uh, yeah. It, but the, uh, but there were a Thanksgivings back in the old world, back in Europe, yeah. because what they did was if they had like, if they had like a, a rough time, but a great harvest, then they had a meal of thanks for, you know, basically thanks for the great harvest. Thanks God. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or if, or if they like, or if they had like a rough hunting season and then all of a sudden they got three or four deer, it's like, you know, thanks for the great hunt. That's, that's the Thanksgiving feast. And it was, it was much, it was much less, uh, you know, it was much more spontaneous, and I think that's what's what sort of gave it its magic back then, going to the history of Thanksgiving. Yeah. And to put it on a date, just uh, when, when we are living in a land of plenty, just kind of seems a little weird. I mean, it's <laughs> because that's what Thanksgiving originally was, is we just went through a hard time, and oh my God, we just got something big to eat. Let's enjoy it. it it's, like it's, a, it's, almost, yeah. it's almost like a Jewish holiday, because all the Jewish holidays are basically, yay, we survived. Well, it was sort of like a also used after wars. Um, it was it sort of had its birth in um, like feasts for um, for like different saints too. So it's 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 really just an old concept. And and like I think it's funny. Like I've had to deal with this a lot lately. Um, Americans asking, "Well, does Australia have Thanksgiving?" And it's like, no. Because that tradition was totally lost by the time that Australia was colonized. Um, Canada has one just because they were colonized about the same time as America. But, like, anything that was colonized after that, they don't do Thanksgiving. Now, Norfolk Island has Thanksgiving, but that's because, like, American whalers arrived there and spread the tradition. But it's it's very, very much a very old sort of thing, and it just sort of stuck in America because, you know, there's... Oh well, we all had it because yay, we made it to the new world. And Let's the original, celebrate. the first Thanksgiving was not quite what you picture either. It was, no. <laughs> it was. Love... They had swan, they ate swan and deer, and um, no, there was corn, but not the corn we think of. No, no, no. Like, it's it's yeah. more like mace. It's and uh, and uh, no peas that year. Peas were bad that year, but they did have other. They had 
onions and carrots. Carrots back then were not orange. They were purple. And yep. <laughs> That was popularized by the Dutch. Yes, the orange carrot um, variety was popularized by the, yes. Yeah. And it and, was, uh, I, I learned all this by watching Good Eats. And <laughs> well, and there's also the other thing, like, um, I was reading up on this actually a couple of weeks ago, um, that the colonists were extremely picky eaters and that they did not want to eat the native game. At least the northern colonists were like this. And so Thanksgiving was sort of like, it was sort of like, yay, we're alive, but it's also like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, we can't eat the things we like from back home. Because, like, a lot of the reason, like, Americans are so big about coffee and eating turkey was because these were popularized during the Revolutionary War as a, let's not be like the people back home. We are, we are now a new people. So the idea of, like, eating turkey was sort of like this, this is a uniquely American thing. I mean, like, turkeys were raised in the old world, but it was like, this bird is from here, we're going to eat it. You yeah, know? there's a, it, it, the big thing is Benjamin Franklin pushed really hard for yeah. turkey to be the national bird because he thought turkey was a, what he called a quote-unquote working bird, while an eagle was just pretty but didn't do anything. A thief, yeah. And uh, Fr Franklin's an interesting guy. He was he was a prankster, a... Uh, he, he was like he was like he was like the prankster old pervert of the founding fathers. Well, he was also forward thinking, and like he did the postal service because he understood that a common carrier for information was necessary for our democracy. I, I'm, not, totally I'm not downgrading correct. him at all. I'm just telling you. No, 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 no. I love him. He's a total drunk bastard, but you know, like, <laughs> the, and he had like 72 mistresses. It doesn't matter. The man was a fucking genius, and he's responsible for a lot of like the good things that were in the early. Republic, so you know he was pretty excellent. And turkey's delicious. A lot of the founding fathers were really interesting fellows, like Jefferson. Yeah. Like half <laughs> the inventions he made were because he was tired of like seeing people do things the, the slow way. Like he invented the dumb waiter because he was like he was tired of his food getting cold by the time it was brought up to his study. So he was like, yeah. you know, I'm just going to build a little elevator. Right here on the wall. <laughs> well, Monticello's a really wonderful built place. But getting back to Thanksgiving, I watched um, I watched Rankin Bass's um, The Mouse and the Mayflower. I watched um, let's see what the Thanksgiving that almost wasn't by Hanna Barbera. Oh my! And God. then I and then I also watched BC Chris BC First Thanksgiving Garfield, and then the 18th Thanksgiving. <laughs> but the but the two that really the the reason I bring up like the Thanksgiving that almost wasn't, and the um, May, Mouse and the Mayflower. So the other three were basically made in the 80s. These two were made in, like, the 60s, and there, man, it is just propaganda bullshit. Like, because it's like, uh, we, we, we're going to be free. America is a free country, and it's, like, hammered into your head. Like, this is their destiny. This is what was meant to be happening. And I'm like, you know, the Puritans weren't exactly, like, a free type people. They were very like stuffy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a romance in the mouse and the Mayflower. And I'm like, okay, two young people would not have married in the Pilgrim colony. Cause the, the, the way they did things was a young man married a widow and a young woman married a widower. So they could then inherit the money, marry a younger person and then give the money to the younger person. So it's sort of like this Tarzaning of relationships and so i'm like 
Oh my god, it's like, it's just so funny that they're like, trying to present the pilgrims as like, we want this freedom and all this, and it's like, oh, they did not. They just were, they just had a religion that was extremely oppressive, and they wanted to be able to go practice it, because everyone else was like, what is up with these people? They don't like to dance. And it was funny because they can. Oh my god! Our, my god! That they take some great, great, uh, you know, great baked good ideas from the Dutch <laughs> when they got here. Well, I mean, the Dutch had really good. Were really uh, had some really good food because a lot of our food that we think of comes from like the Germans and the Dutch. Yeah. And the pilgrims, though, we don't really get much from them. I mean, like, I'm thinking about, like, in what they ate, they ate mostly, like, British-type food, so it's like... Well, it's not even British, because British food at least has, like, a weird taste. They they ate very simple. Pure, ex- pure food, because they don't eat stuff like... They don't eat, like, smoked kippers in the morning mm. or, 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 or jelly deals. They don't eat that kind of stuff, you know. Well, they really... ate boiled. It was boiled food. It was mostly like porridges and gruels yeah. and things yeah. like that. And and it just, it's really, it's really funny to watch these things now that I've like, you know, I'm older and I'm just sort of like, they're calling for dancing in them, and I'm like, I wonder called for dancing. And but the the animation quality on that. Did did you all see the Hanna Barbera one? Because it's. You hear that song that they're all singing at the dinner table, like, at least a few times, and by the time you're, like, the third time, you're like, Jesus Christ, just shut up! I'm glad you're having Thanksgiving! Uh, <laughs> why must you reuse animation over and over? But the thing is about these two, Yeah, but the thing about these two is you can definitely tell there's a Ben and Me influence, because these were made after Ben and Me, because it's an animal relating a story an ancestor animal had, like, oh, this an- this ancestor of ours was, like, there for the first Thanksgiving, and here's his account of it. Let me read it. My ancestor was at the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually not joking. Ah, so you're on the Mayflower. All right. My, my ancestor is John Carver, the first... Governor of Plymouth Colony. Whoa. That's cool. So there you go. Did he he know the mouse? You know, the mouse that was there (laughs) who signed the document as well. It was called the church mouse, and everyone respected him. And as soon as he says, no, dudes, the Indians are totally cool. They're like, yeah, because the church mouse says so. (laughs) Or the squirrel in the the Hanna-Barbera one. Okay, but I just I just had I just had to, to, to let you guys know that because it's that's it's actually, pretty cool. I mean, that like you can trace it back that far. Yes, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so you saw you saw the Peanuts one. Yeah, I'm sure y'all have all all seen the Garfield one. I have seen the Garfield one, and again, it's not as good as the Christmas one, and the Christmas one's not that good anyways. Well, Garfield's Nine Lives is the best of all of them, but, um... <laughs> yeah, I swear, it's, if it wasn't, if it, I, I swear, it, it must have been someone from, like, that Disney staff that did that one, or, or, or from, or from the, uh, or from, uh, what's his name, uh, you know, from Don Blue's staff that did that one Werecat sequence because yeah. that one was so better animated than you think it would be on a Garfield special. Right. Oh, the thing about the Garfield that, that special was I think like Jim Davis had started saying, well, 
I want to make this a little bigger, and he just made something creepy as fuck. Um, but the Thanksgiving special is like, it's Scarfield, and this is before John and Liz are going out. It's which decades is going on. before. Yeah, I know. This was like May 1989, and I think the only sequence I genuinely enjoy is when the grandmother shows up and makes all the dinner. That's the only part of that thing that I can actually say I was, like, amused. The how, rest of it is how just... How wonderful. You, you let your elderly show up and make them cook. I know. That's like, it's like, okay, so John is like a total fucking idiot. And then he calls his grandma up. Grandma saves the day. Why aren't you with your grandma on Thanksgiving? Why are you forcing her to cook? Well, Grandma's, like, apparently awesome and, like, totally okay with John not coming home for Thanksgiving and calling her up and saying, hey, cook me dinner, when she's probably already cooked another dinner. It's What an asshole. I know, like, I, the, the whole special is, like, really weird, because it's like, John, you have a family back home. We know this because there was a Christmas special. And we know that you have, like, an uncle who's a cowboy that owns a ranch somewhere. Just go there, you know, he might... Yeah. You know. Oh, and also Garfield has to... Garfield is put on a diet, of course, right before Thanksgiving. I think that's cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, he says that several times. <laughs> I know. I know, it's just... Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just pain, because it's like... You're not going to be, it's, it's clear that a lot of these specials, like, especially like with characters, they're trying to capture that, that, that magic of the Charlie Brown Christmas, but every one of these just falls flat. It's like, not good at all. Cause like, what's the other one I saw? Oh yeah. So Neil and I saw the BC first Christmas uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I got through the whole thing. I don't know how far Neil goes. I made it about ten minutes. I'm like, nothing's going on. Yep. I just shut it off. Oh, you should have kept watching because nothing kept going on. I mean, it, it was... It, I'm sure you all have seen the, the Far Side shorts, which hold a special part in my heart of making America go, what the hell did I oh, just Oh, the comics are BC. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, no. And Trevor just kept saying, is this going to be religious? I said, no, this is before he got all gaudy. Yeah. Um, like, this is in, this was probably made in the 70s. It was released in, like, 1981. And this is definitely during the heyday of newspaper comics. So everyone's like, yeah, we're going to make specials based on these. This could be great. It's going to be, like, peanuts, right? Wrong. And then that's the, that's walk- the biggest shame is no one ever like got the Don Bluth in the room with uh, with Bill Watterson and said, "Okay, we're gonna lock you in the room, do something." Actually, Bill Watterson was hounded many, many, many times. Yeah, he just Calvin didn't want Hobbs. Anything. It's not what he wanted. He just wanted to do the comic, and yeah. I respect him for that. That he said, "This is what I'm gonna do," and he stuck to it. That said, I would have loved to have seen an animated. I know, but like I said, if he got the right animator, like like I said, Blue oh, yeah. in the room with him, he might have said yes. Uh, I, think the problem is, I think the problem is they, they kept on like having shitty animators come to him. I don't think even then he just se- he just seemed like he didn't. Want, that wasn't what he did. He had, he was friends with Burt Breathitt, who did uh, Bloom County, which Bloom County, my fucking god, the amount of merchandise that came out of that series, and then there were some animated shorts that came out of it too. Um, 
And those two had a relationship where they just make fun of each other all the time. Breath of, because he'd say, you're not going to get rich. And Watterson in that, you're going to end up poor. And Watterson's doing okay. And Brethid has had to come out of retirement a couple of times to do things because he did spend all his goddamn money on yeah. boats. So. Well, I, I, there's actually a documentary about Bill Watterson called Dear Mr. Watterson where, yeah. where it's about, it's, I actually sent in the other trailer. It's actually quite awesome. Yeah, I, I, I need to see that one. I mean, I've read some of his essays, and he's a really cool guy. And, like, the comic he did where he was talking about, like, the life choices he made. I mean, like I said, I respect him. I wish I could have seen a special, but, you know, that's his thing. He doesn't want to do it. He's not like Hart, John Hart, who made the fucking B.C. first Thanksgiving, which... <sighs> At least there was in that Doonesbury cartoon. Actually, I'm... Trying to think. No, 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 no. I'm gonna find out. Um, but it, yeah, so the BC first Thanksgiving only has any something to do with Thanksgiving because there's a turkey involved, and this is like the comic strip. Every year, the turkey would show up. There'd be a week of turkey hunting. Ha ha ha! Look at the look at the cavemen doing it. That that's basically what this is. This entire short is basically, uh. It's the great turkey, BC. <laughs> and then Stan Freeberg actually um, voices one of the characters. Oh, oh Stan. What are you doing? Yeah, in B- this? BC himself. Uh, he voices him. Um, and it would just be like, you know, and he'd just come up and he'd start saying something. And it was just, it was, it, I, I just kept saying drugs the entire time while watching this because there's no other explanation for why this was made. Uh, but, and then 18, 18 Thanksgiving. You like that wasn't the animated. A-team? The A-Team. It wasn't animated, but Trevor's like, I got it anyway. And I was like, okay, let's watch it. And that was the best one of the whole bunch. That's just totally what the fuck. It's like, let's do an A-Team <laughs> Thanksgiving special. Why? This, because. This is like, this is like season five, I think, of A Team. Like, you know, we're in the late seasons where everything's getting crazy. And, is this uh, where they worked for that general? Yes. Oh, God, that season where they, where they brought in the young Hispanic guy to be part of the team. And oh, my God. Yes. Yes. So, so it's, it's a, actually, I'd have to say it was the best of all the Thanksgiving. Um, it, it was about a dying man. He's, he's a criminal, but he's dying and he wants to see his daughter one more time before he dies, you know, like for Thanksgiving and the A team has to like find her and like, you know, there's explosions and shit like that. But then we find out that face is actually this guy's son. Dun, dun, dun. And then Murdoch is the only one who knows and he's trying to keep it from face. And then the, then the old man dies and he tells Murdoch tells face and face is like, how could you do that, man? And it's just, and then there's like, you know, healing, and then some explosions, and then more explosions. Yeah. I love it when a plan comes yeah. together. It's it's too bad that it yeah. wasn't animated because they could have like crossed it over with the Mr. T cartoon. I know, but Mr. T was really not in this one. Like he was like sort of there, but not really doing anything. And well, B A had you know B A. It's uh, I don't think he would fit in the like a warm cuddly because he has a bad yeah. attitude. 
Yeah. But they do have a Thanksgiving dinner. They all sit down together. But then things go wrong. An explosion. Turkey exploded? No. More uh-huh. like uh, exploding purse. Like the turns out the woman who was they thought was the daughter was actually a a, a look alike. Oh no! And see, I had more fun with this than I had with any of the other Thanksgiving specials, even though this was like the least Thanksgiving related one of all of them. Well, my favorite non animated Thanksgiving special has to be the Good Eats. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Good Eats reunion special called "Re Romancing the Bird." It was the ten year Good Eats. Thanksgiving special where they brought back all the old actors who played their certain roles. Like they brought back the actor who played Chuck. They brought back the actor who played Alton's sister, Martha. They brought... And it, it was hilarious because it was, because it was really a call out to the, to the fans that stuck around for good eats for 10 years. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I always like his, his specials and they're really, they're really well put together. Like they're fun. They're educational and like they make you hungry. Yeah, they make you hungry. Um, <clears throat> I think the problem with thank honestly watching a lot of these cartoons, I I think the problem with Thanksgiving is is that the message is really weird in that, and especially like like there's a song in the Garfield one, "The more you eat, the more you'll be thankful," <coughs> which is the whole idea of the, the holidays, like being thankful for having plenty by gorging yourself. And I think the the cartoons sort of struggle with this because the message is sort of weird. It's like we're trying to present this religious sort of thing, like because these people were thanking God and all that, but then we're putting this commercial ex- aspect on it, and it sort of just makes the whole message seem kind of odd. The biggest pro- the biggest problem I see in this is is even even when people were you know. You know, non-religiously celebrating Thanksgiving, it was always after like something really horrible happened, and all of a sudden, yay, we made it. We got some. We got we got enough food for a feast. Let's feast. Hmm. Because yeah. that's what happened at Plymouth was the first year they they were able to put together a feast, and yay, we had a feast. The second year they didn't have it. They didn't. They they barely scraped by. They didn't have enough for a feast, so they didn't have a Thanksgiving the next year. Yep. So, so that's the thing. Thanksgiving wasn't a yearly thing for no. the pilgrims. They they only had Thanksgiving once. And really, honestly, I would say, like, I'm posting the picture. It's the nor- famous Norman Rockwell, Freedom from Want. It's really, honestly, I would say, is what popularized Thanksgiving. It, like, prior to that, like, I talked to the older, my older members of my family, and I really can't get this sense. Like, there was Thanksgiving, but it wasn't such a big deal until, like, after the depression, like around the depression, it became a big deal. And it was because they were pushing it as a sort of like, let's be thankful for what we have sort of thing. Well, let me ask you a question, yeah. examining this picture. Do you think a woman of that size could hold a turkey that big at that <laughs> angle? Uh, I don't know. She's a farm. She's hardened by the farm. She's solidly built, Ben. I think she's about to topple over. Yeah, but the the painting is definitely. If you see things in the painting, you can say like, "There's not enough room to put that turkey down." Not to not uh, to mention, even to this day, we can't get a turkey with that much white meat on it. Yeah, even that's exactly engineered. We can't. Yeah, because that, that turkey is like the proportions on this turkey are ridiculous. But the whole point is basically to get you to think about like this is what we're fighting what the size for. Size of those wings. 
I know, like, like, like the... a Franken bird. It's like, oh my! I'm trying to picture how big this. Is. It's like a pterodactyl in my head. <laughs> pterodactyl. Oh, well, it's got a lot of thigh meat on it, so I'm going to approve of this turkey. But it's also, it's just, it's basically just to get you to think. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. It's like this. We get to give thanks and get together and travel and blah blah blah. And whole raw celery being served as a side. What the hell is with this family? <laughs> What's well, with the guy I mean, in the like foreground who's like who's breaking the fourth wall and looking at us? Yeah. <laughs> well, that that was pretty big in his paintings. Now the aspic on the table is awesome. Like the okay, right by the the celery, you'll see this like flat, shiny um, piece of food. There's something you don't see anymore. That's is, is... a meat. That's a meat flavored gelatin. Wow. Oh. You would probably put that on the side, and you would eat the celery. Because, like, celery was usually served with meals. You sort of, like, pick things up with it or something like that. Sort of, like, also cleanse your your palate. I see some cucumbers behind it. Yeah, there's some some kind of cucumber pickle, but, yeah. I see no gravy. This this meal is, is is a sin against Thanksgiving, and there's no gravy on the table. The gelatin was the gravy. The aspic. That's probably what they're doing. Yeah, I'm just trying. I, I mean, I'm imagining the, there there is actually. I imagine there's actually some some dressing because it's not in the bird, obviously. Some dressing in the c- covered container, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's inside the bird. It could be inside the bird. These people were still not thinking about sanitation and shit like that. You would so. you would see it bulging out because all the juices would like make it bulge out. You would see. I don't know. That turkey is so big. It could <laughs> honestly have like enough stuffing for everyone at that table in it. I mean, that turkey is freaking huge. But but I have to say like Thanksgiving is honestly like one of my least favorite holidays cuz I've never liked it because like it comes so close to um Christmas. It was, oh yeah, they, yeah, a big bird. <laughs> I love. I, I love it. We, we we're tending, we're spending about ten minutes picking apart this Norman Walk, Rockwell painting. Wait, wait, wait a minute. On the right side, you know, <laughs> by by well, the guy's hand near the top of the table, what is that? Is that another kind of uh, je- meat gelatin there? Uh, that looks like butter. In in a cup. Could be. I mean, like it's, it's like a dish of some sort. I have no idea. Anyway, people ate. You might need to bring an outside expert in on this. I'm actually. I'm pretty sure if we look this up, there's probably already someone who has. Okay, actually, the Wikipedia article lists everything on the table. Okay. Yes. Um. There's cranberry. It's ca- actually the aspic I keep pointing to. That's actually cranberry sauce. Um, there's celery, pickles, uh, potatoes. Where are the potatoes? Uh, potatoes are in the serving dish. Okay, um, so it's not dressing. Okay. Yeah, that's not that's not dressing. Um, and I think that is butter that's uh, right next to that guy's hand. Yeah, but the lack of the lack of gravy that makes this butter. whole picture bullshit. Yeah, because even a fa- farm family would serve gravy with the. Yeah, they would have. They would have definitely had gravy at the table. Man, things were fucked up back in the old days. Because the thing is, a turkey that big to cook it all the way through, some of it's going to be dry. You need some fucking gravy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Thanksgiving is just—I don't know. I don't like it. I love it's the weird. feast. Yeah, I like the. Okay, I do like the food, but the thing is, is that I've never really liked the whole like. 
beaten your head, like, you have to do this, you have to go home to your family. And it's right before Christmas, so it was always, like, this, the irritating holiday. You had to take two trips. Yeah, or, like, in the case of, like, you know, I like seeing both my family, so I'm just going to preface this with this. But the thing is, is that I would always have to go to Thanksgiving with one family. This is with, since I've been with Trevor. Go to one family for Thanksgiving and one family for Christmas. And and they live on opposite sides of the southeast. So it was always like, go to one for Thanksgiving, then go back, and in a few weeks we're going to have to go to the other one. And, like, I'm not the only person who said, Jesus Christ, why can't we just abolish Thanksgiving? Like, or (laughs) at least shove Thanksgiving back to, like, October, like the Canadians did. You know, that that's more sensible. Actually, I'm thinking of something else, you know, just to touch the picture one more time. <laughs> if they have potatoes in a dish, they will be mashed potatoes. And they have mashed potatoes and, like I said, no gravy on this table. You know, this, that that's that's heresy. Well, maybe the gravy is still in the kitchen, you know, being warmed. They want to make sure the gravy is nice and warm for when they serve it. That's what I'm going to say, because if they don't have gravy, then I don't understand what this is like. I still have want. I don't have freedom from want. I'm still wanting gravy, goddammit. Where's my dressing? Where's my stuffing? Where the hell is my dressing? Where the hell is my gravy? And you know what? I don't see any sweet potatoes on that table. Well, we don't know what kind of potatoes are in that dish. Maybe they make... We need to... Okay, we're going to have a seance. We're going to call forth uh, Norman Rockwell, and we're going to ask him what kind of potatoes are in that that dish. You can ask him where the hell the gravy is. Yeah, where's the where's the gravy? <laughs> Neil, I don't know if you've ever tried to eat a turkey turkey dinner without gravy. It's not a pleasant thing. Mm. No. And all even right. fu- even when you mess up the gravy, even when like it's lumpy and all that, it's still better no gravy. Yeah, and that's what I always said. Like my you know my mom, she would. Some, when she was young, she would kind of mess up the gravy a little bit, and I'd always be like, it's okay, we have gravy. You know, keep, 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 keep going some of that, you know, bottled bullshit just in case, yeah. that way you have something. Well, I mean, like, she, the taste the taste of the gravy was always great. It was just that, you know, she would brush the making the roux part, and it would be kind of lumpy. Um, but as she got older, she got more patient and was able to do it perfectly. Uh, but when I was young, she would mess it up like that. But I never cared because I just was like, it's gravy. It tastes like meat and salt and it pours. It's awesome. Oh, I made, I, when I made thanks, the Thanksgiving meal for my family, I, I cook for my family. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I did was I, I laid the, it was a chicken because my family's quite small right now. Yeah. And uh, laid, made a chicken. And what I did was on the roasting pan, I didn't like use a rack. I, I put the chicken on top of some some cut celery, onions, and lemons. Mm. And that way, when you know the pan, you know the drippings came out. The drippings like infused with the the vegetable flavors. The, you know the onions got nice and caramelized. You had some of that that cooked lemon and celery smell. And then I made I made the gravy right in the bottom of that pan. And oh boy, was it good! It was because it had a little bit of that you know that citrus zing in there, and it had some yeah. that, that caramelized onion flavor in it. And yeah, I've made gravy. I I love making gravy because it really is honestly this fun process of like 
you're trying to keep it active, you're trying to keep it from lumping. It's actually really a zen sort of thing. I enjoy doing it. Whisk, 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 whisk. Whisk, 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 whisk. Yeah, so I do enjoy the food, I and I do enjoy the people. I think it's just that I don't like the the pressure to do something like right before Christmas because it just feels like I'm done with Thanksgiving. Now it's time for Christmas. Oh! Well, to me, it feels it, it feels kind of limiting. Of you can only have a feast like this one, maybe two times a year, and it's like, no, I want to eat like this once a month. Well, I mean, if you're in the south, you're going to eat like that for pretty much every holiday. You're going to have a big old spread of food. I mean, like Easter is a big old holiday in the in the south, and that you get you get the ham. Don't eat ham get, anymore. Oh, well, you can I, also have lamb. I love lamb, but uh, you know ham's not too good for you. You know, it's compared to the other meats. Ham's yeah, not. well, ham, ham's a, like ham's not one of my favorite meats, but like I can have it for Easter because it's like, oh yeah, we'll get a we'll get a big old honey baked ham, or we'll we'll have we'll go cook we'll cook one for like a whole freaking day, and it's it's a good it's a good thing. But um, but lamb is I think lamb is a better choice for Easter, though not very popular popular. In the south, lamb is delicious, here. in my opinion. Oh well, man! I, well, when I was in New Zealand, oh my god, every place had venison and lamb. So, well, that makes what? sense because I, most of the lamb here is New Zealand lamb. Yep, it's it was so good because like the lamb was so fresh, and then venison is everywhere because they they just farmed the deer that were left there. You know, like people brought the deer, and then the deer went wild, and then they just captured all the deer. And then the deer, they found out the deer actually like being farmed. They just, they're docile. They like to sit in their little cape, their little pens because they're being fed. So then you just go out there and kill the deer, eat the deer, and then sell the horns to Chinese tourists who pay like, will pay up to like $10,000 for powdered deer antler velvet. Because they think it's like, it's a, it like virility drug. Yeah, and also it cures colds. It's a virility drug. It's basically gets your blood moving. That's what they believe. Because uh, deer uh, velvet has lots of blood vessels in it. I don't know. I just yeah. was like, I went to a place that was selling it, and they also were selling manuka honey and telling me the manuka honey would help my digestion and my lungs. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> can I have some? Because I just want the honey. <laughs> no, no, no deer antler. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll eat it. the venison pie right there, though. That'll be I love good. venison pie. Oh, venison pies are so good. Even the cheap ones, like in the gas stations, were really good. <laughs> but back to Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I think I think our overall message <laughs> is the Thanksgiving specials. Uh, we like food. <laughs> you, they they sort of in the end they honestly get the right message. In the end, it is it's about a big feast of celebrating. We have lots of food. That's the original intent of the Thanksgiving feasts back yeah. in the day. And in some sort of weird, twisted way, we still got that right. Yeah, and but like you can tell that like in a lot of the ones that were made in the 20th century, they were starting to throw in like things like this was the destiny of America and all this like. So it, it's sort of a weird holiday in that they tried to make it patriotic and that like and like try to keep the original meaning and it it just ends up being like a weird trying to watch those cartoons was just weird because it was like 
I remember watching these as a kid, but now I'm like watching this and I'm kind of confused. Uh, but like Thanksgiving is like one of those holidays that's sort of weird because it kind of gets forgotten in a way, but then like everyone remembers it. I, I I don't know how to describe it. It's the holiday everyone just sort of goes, oh yeah, that's next week or something like that. It's the feast day. It's the day of the great yeah. feast, and the and honestly, next Thanksgiving, actually actually you know a Christmas, I'm going to be cooking a duck, Ooh. not a turkey. I'm going to try. Better. I think my friend is getting a smoker, so we're going to try to see if we can get a turkey. Uh, you can get them here. It's just that they don't fit in ovens here. The ovens are just <laughs> too small. So get a duck. Well, we're we're actually going to do uh, a turkey and then just eat off of that for like a week because you know things close down here, so we'll just make ourselves food. Well, well, it'll be a real Thanksgiving. Thank you, turkey, for feeding us. Uh, Honestly, I, I did... like the heritage. I like the heritage varieties, which there are lots of places to Ooh. get heritage varieties in in my area because there's lots of heritage. Uh, ranchers and farmers that, that oh. grow just the heritage uh, for 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 the listeners that don't know don't know a heritage turkey is a farmed wild turkey that pretty much just goes around pecking at bugs and things on the ground and grows to a market weight when it wants to and yeah the, there's also some domesticated breeds that there are considered heritage as well like the norfolk black and norfolk bronze um which they haven't bred like the big thing about like domestic turkeys is the the white uh, it's called like something like domestic white is the it's uh, pretty much a giant pro- chick it's pretty much raised yeah. to look like a giant chicken where ba- ba- basically yeah. they they rush it to market weight it's yeah. bred to grow as much breast meat as possible a heritage bird is pretty much 50 50 white meat dark meat while the the white is yeah, pretty the, much 75 25 yeah the broad-breasted white is definitely bred it bred to be like hyper grows up hyper quick and the thing is is that i've always found the pardoning of the turkeys whenever they do it with they get the broad-breasted whites to do that ceremony the thing is is that a broad-breasted white will die a couple of months after it's supposed to be like they grow for like eight to nine months and then they're supposed to be um slaughtered if you let them live for two more months, they just die because the just the stress on their body just is too much, and they just die. Yeah, they so can't even walk. A, they can't even stand up straight anymore. And the yeah. thing is, they need mechanical assistance to breed. Yeah, that's why also parthenogenesis, which is where females just lay fertilized eggs, has been documented in turkeys. And they think this might be a mechanism of like the turkeys that are doing this are successful because they can at least breed before they die. And so, like, when the president pardons those two turkeys, you know, like, oh, I'm going to pardon the two turkeys, I'm always thinking, yeah, now these two turkeys have to live two months horribly as they as they become too big to walk, and then they just die. Well, if, if, he, if he actually pardoned, like, a Norfolk bronze, yeah. that, that's... It would live for a couple... It would live a couple more years. It would have a happy life. But, you know, they, they just do these, like, oh, we're going to... Because these are what people think a turkey looks like, and it's just because they're cheap. They can just get them from a farm and just throw them up there, pardon it. Everyone's happy, and I just feel bad for the little turkeys. They should bring heritage turkeys to the to the ceremony. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they brought like yeah. a Norfolk bronze, it's it'd or be a Narragansett. Like, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, and, and they'd be pretty. They'd be the really pretty, bronzy colored. But the problem is, is that they're not as docile. Yeah, they that's get the, mean. Yeah, yeah. That's why they don't bring those. They bring the broad-breasted whites because well, they basically can't move. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, Turkey is awesome, and these cartoons are not awesome. <laughs> I, I think you know, like the only recommendation is, I guess, if you're a teacher and you need something to put the kids to sleep. Um, I would recommend any of these Thanksgiving specials, and especially the 18 Thanksgiving special, which has death and explosions. It's great. Something to be thankful for. Yeah. All right, so this is your host, Ben. <laughs> With TV's Mr. Neil. And Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation, Valkyrie Yuki, stby.com, your one-stop shop for sexy fun. And we're saying happy Thanksgiving and good night. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Are you looking for a weekly dose of gaming news and retro? And check out Off the Cuff, available Fridays on GeekCast Radio Network from the producers of XRG. New name, same By the power of Grayskull, I command the Jawbridge. Open! Yes, that's right. We have traveled to Eternia to enter Castle Grayskull. Join Optimus Solo and TF2 and Mike as they find themselves telling tales of Eternia. We cover all things He-Man in this 45-episode long podcast. You can find us on iTunes and www.geekassradio.com. By the power of Grayskull, we all have the power. I've been to a Denny's before. Well, there's not many in your area, are there? Well, I'm just saying, like, even, like, in the South, there weren't a lot of Denny's. Like, there was, like, one that I know of that was in South Carolina? Well, I think IHOP really took over in the South. Oh, yeah, well, Waffle House was already here, and Huddle House was, too, was in the South. And then, um, yeah, IHOP, but IHOP's, like, grown everywhere. Like, IHOP is, like, I'm not sure what the deal is behind them, but they uh, definitely made some pushes in the 2000s. Well, they were even in Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah, and people got killed in there. I mean, that's the funny thing is Sears was only in there once, but IHOP was in there twice. IHOP is in Dubai and Kuwait. What, what, what does that tell you about how good IHOP is doing versus Sears? <laughs> Sears. Sears is only around because they keep, like, every time they go up for bankruptcy, they merge with someone, and then they're like, look, now we're better. And then they get another five years. Last time was with Kmart. Uh, but, <laughs> that went so well. But, Neil, what do you think of that, <laughs> that, that, that IHOP got twice as much coverage in Man of Steel versus Sears? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I, I well, love Sears, that. Now, I now, love now that. to be fair, now, to be fair, uh, Martha does wear a uh, a Sears uniform for a good bit of the, the movie. Oh, God. Yeah, she is wearing a Sears uniform. And, it's very, and they make sure... That in every frame she's in, you can see the logo. 
I did not even notice that. God. Yeah, I noticed it. Because, I, I mean, my brain is always, like, looking for logos, and I was like, that's a big old. There's a Sears logo. There's a Sears logo. There's a Sears logo. I loved. I loved the honest trailer for that movie. By the way, <laughs> I haven't seen that, but it's, I can imagine it's, it's hilarious. But you know, we used to think that that the the Cheerios box in the first Superman movie was conspicuous. I was perfectly aimed at yeah. the camera, and now that's tame compared to what they do now. Yeah, and made us feel it was like it was like you know using her, using her Nokia phone and. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, it's pretty much what everyone's been saying so far, which is like, what the fuck? Like, there's so much advertising and so much destruction, and Superman's a little dick. Mm-hmm. Here's the movie uh, for you, psycho. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and not only do we have Batfleck now, but now we have a uh, 120-pound Wonder Woman. Oh, God. Yeah, you saw that, didn't you? I saw the Wonder Woman, and I'm like, okay, she's she's she gonna be like important, or is she just gonna make an appearance? Are they gonna and, put her? Are they gonna put her on like on like a weightlifting regimen at least? Yeah, that's the thing I'm kind of worried about. Is like like, is like she have her like have her run a couple of miles a day and put her on the weights machines, make give her a protein diet for like three four months. Whoa, I mean. Not be too buff, but the thing is, is that like I'm saying three, she, four months, not like a year. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like the real thing is, is like she just needs at least a body to look good in a, you know, in the Wonder Woman costume. But I have a bad feeling they're going to return to pants. Yeah, it's going to be pants. I, <sighs> well, that's because she doesn't have the goods. Yeah. Well, it's because no woman really like. There's like this thing in Hollywood where like women are like, I don't want to be showing my flesh anymore. That's bad. And I'm like. <sighs> But the point of being Wonder Woman is that you're proud with your body. Wearing pants is just like, I'm not really secure. Oh, well. I mean, I mean, it's just like what Neil said is Neil kept on screaming, you know, cast Lucy Lawless for like a decade. Yeah. Well, yeah. That now, she's, now she's a little too old, just barely a little too old, sadly. She is, she would be like, maybe in like, if you did Kingdom Come, you could have her. Well, Ooh. she could be Hippolyta. Yeah, she could definitely be, but it's just, it's like... This this uh, Kingdom Come idea has legs. Yes. <laughs> so, so does Lucy Lawless, yes. still, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used, to, I used to look so... at Xena, I'd be like, this is so obviously Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean... Sam um... Raimi was weak in, in, in nodding to the audience. Yeah. I mean, the man, the man basically did the shadow, but as Dark Man, because he couldn't get the shadow. So he made his own. That was like crazy. Well, that's that's what Sam Raimi does. He he winks and nods all the time. Yep, because he knows how it is. Well, because like Batman is just basically the shadows, so it's like except not Liam Neeson. Go. Yeah, not Liam Neeson. Uh, well, you know, Bat uh, Dark Man is everyone. You you can't you can't tell if it's Dark Man or not. Just you know, the only tell is that he's checking his watch a lot. And he also. Or there was that one awesome time where Dark Man became Bruce Campbell. Yes. That was awesome. The universe slightly imploded a little. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of this girl, and I'm like, this Gal Gadot, I think. Yeah, Gal Gadot. And when they put her in a push-up bra, yeah, she's got breasts, and you put her in a push-up bra. Um, 
But and does she have legs? No, she does not. Her legs are thin as shit. But it's now, not just the trying, legs. Now, it's like the upper body. Come on. It, yeah, like, like I said, get, like I said, if you know, weightlifting regimen, you just, 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 just enough to like get the arms to be defined. Yeah, she doesn't have to be buff. She just has to be solid. Yeah, I mean, it just, looks just, like you could just blow her over. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not asking for buff. I'm not asking for China. I'm asking for like defined China. God yeah. no. No China. <laughs> That's going too far. Yeah, like, this, this, I don't see this becoming Wonder Woman. It's like she has the physique of a boy. Yeah, well, that's what Hollywood likes. They like boys. Because boys you can add padding to, and you can make them whatever figure you want. But you can't do that with arms. You can do that with breasts. You can do that with boobs. You can sort of do that with legs. But you I, can't I, do that with I, arms. I don't get it how actors can do rap, rapid body transformations, but actresses rarely do. I mean, Charlie Theron did one for Monster, and she actually, yeah. like, she she half destroyed her physique doing it. Well, I think it's just harder for women because. It's... But uh, well, let's look at look at uh, Christian Bale. You know, he, he, you know, yeah. he did the machinist. I, oh my God. Did you see him in the machinist? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think it's just easier for men, but, and it's harder for women to do it. I think it's because there's an issue of like, when you shrink your skin kind of sags and then you have to do stuff about that. So with men, there's less, less of that. I Especially guess. like, yeah. So I guess that's what the only theory I've got, but I'm just looking at pictures of her and I'm just going, I I just don't see this. I mean I mean like Christian Bale went from like ninety pounds to, to two twenty in like yeah. eight months. Like okay, like I'm looking at pictures of her and like her legs she has no hips whatsoever and her legs are just sticks. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman needs some hips and some legs. She's supposed to have gotten the gift of beauty from Aphrodite, so... Exactly. Yeah. So, so well, at least if she had the legs, I wouldn't be complaining as much, but it's like, there's no way she is going to get the proper legs. No, it's... And I think they're just going to stick her in pants. Oh, well. It's 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 ridiculous that they're moving this fast with it, because the problem is they should have been working on the Trinity a long time ago. Well, this is this is what DC's been up to for for a long time, just trying to do what Marvel's doing, but they they don't understand what Marvel's doing. I think, and the thing is, it. Marvel's pretty much saying, "I have, you, I, we are showing you our back. We have our arms up. We're defenseless." I mean, their their phase two is freaking Guardians of the of the. <laughs> Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's yeah, awesome. it, 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 it's it's like this little known thing with with a talking raccoon with a gun, and it's like it's like this is like they're doing they're doing like the obscure properties on purpose. They're they're taunting uh-huh. DC, saying we're we're turning our backs to you, having our hands up, and we still know we're going to beat you. And DC's scrambling and hurting themselves. It's funny. Well, I think also. Uh... Marvel understands that, like, people do like the ridiculousness of Marvel. Like, Thor 2, if you really think about the plot, it makes no goddamn sense. But it was a fun movie. Like, Thor we 2 had... it gets props because the ending battle is pretty much portal combat. Yeah, exactly. So it's just fun. See, DC doesn't understand that. Like, that Marvel, even in, in the Avengers, like, there's a lot of fun. Then you look at the DC movies, and what is it? Grimdark. 
It's like everything is dark and gritty and realistic, except it's not. Yeah, I don't know uh, any universe where everyone has an Nokia phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that universe... Well, I mean, that universe did exist, like, you know, about ten years five, ago. six years ago. Everyone had a Nokia, but... Yeah, nobody has Windows phones. Sorry. I think I know one person with a Windows phone. I know three, but... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> wow, you're like a unicorn. Me? Uh, no, 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 like a, like people who have Windows phones. Uh, I actually know but, some guy who got a Mego phone. Whoa. Like a hardcore, old-school school Nokia guy. He wanted a Mego phone so bad. No, I, I remember the me. I remember the Mego phone. That that was. Whew. Wait, are they making a new one? Uh, the the Mego team broke off from Nokia and they're making a new. Okay, yeah, I, I see it. Jola, yeah. Okay, good luck, guys. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Well, I would like a Linux-based phone to to make it, but the problem is, is that. Well, the, Ubuntu, so far, the Ubuntu phone is a crime on humanity. Well, the Ubuntu Ubuntu sucks, but um, Ubuntu phone was just like, wow, hi, if you'd released this back in 2007, I'd be impressed. But it's currently 2013, almost 2014, so... Yeah. I mean, but, but look at Lucy Lawless. I mean, come on. Yeah, she had the goods. We, we all know that. We, yeah, we, we know. We can still dream. <laughs> yeah, look, look, she's built solid. It's not like she's all gross, you know, bulging like China or anything. God, that would have been so awesome. Why didn't they do this? Because DC didn't have its shit together, and they also didn't care about Wonder Woman in the 90s. Because they were like, Batman's the, making us all the money. Even the even if in the early aughts they could have tried, because Wonder Woman really isn't that expensive a film to shoot. I mean, if if you if you if you really want to be careful and don't give her flight, then you don't have to worry about flying sequences. Just have her do like Hulk jumps and. But Lucy Lawless can fly. That's true. Remember? <laughs> that, that's <laughs> I went true. To Schumacher was like, "You want to do Wonder Woman? No." Yeah. I think I think it's just that DC was just so like they ruined Batman and then they were like we don't want to do anything ever again. Well, actually, they blamed the comic book fans, saying the comic book fans are fickle. It's like, no, you ruined it. Yeah. Well, you well, okay. For one thing, the '90s in comics, and then Batman movies. You know, you guys almost like destroyed the entire industry. You forgot the Steel movie. Yeah. Oh God. Catwoman. Well, the Catwoman movie is an awesome story of like the only reason it got released was because the video game publisher was like, "If you don't fucking release this movie, we will sue you for all the time and wasted effort on this game." And they did release it, and neither of them did very well. That was it. Was it was probably like the Cold War with the button of mutually assured destruction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was a claim. Who made the Catwoman game? I think it was a claim. I can I can believe it. Yeah, but, but even if it was get... a claim, it was probably some other uh, studio. Because the claim, I don't think a claim actually ever made anything. No, they usually didn't. like farmed out to Rare or someone. Well, Neil, we know how much you love Rare. Oh yeah, I love Rare. Rare. <laughs> you, you, you know, uh... you know, one thing that I actually think is hilarious is in Canada, you can actually. 
go to the Canadian government and say, I have an idea for a video game, and they will give you money wow. to make a video game now. Almost explain snake rattle and roll. I mean, it's almost like Ubol and the German government, how he had that yeah. scam going for a while. It's like that, but with video games in Canada, that's how that's I how that asshole. I would make a movie. That's Canada, that's Canada, exactly that's how that's how that that asshole Phil Fish made Fez. Is that how uh, the room got made? No, the room got made on on Tommy Wiseau's own money. He actually made that with his own money. Okay. So so you know, make fun I of the saw movie that again fun. recently. That movie is so awesomely <laughs> bad. Yep. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, I, I love the I love the breast cancer subplot that just goes away after two minutes. <laughs> I have breast cancer. Plot, Lisa. <laughs> oh my god, EA Games is who made the Catwoman game? That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> and then Argonaut, Argonaut, the people who made um, Star Fox, they were in charge of the GameCube version. So it looks like EA was basically in charge of the, in charge of the whole thing. They said motherfuckers, you need to release this because we spent a lot of money on this. And then yeah, it got like... If, if Warner Brothers just wrote them a big fat check saying, bury this where Atari buried E.T. Well, I think it might have also been like, once that got brought up, it's like, why are you trashing a movie that has Halle Berry? Who, Halle Berry was still very big at that time, so... Yeah, I think that killed her career faster than Leonard Part 6 killed Bill Cosby's. Because at least Bill Cosby made Ghost Dad after that. Well, Bill Cosby oh, also man. had a sitcom, so he Which, had, yeah, that's true. He had a way out. That's true, but uh, his movie career pretty much died after Ghost. Yeah, Dad. there were no Bill Cosby movies after no. Ghost Dad. But let's I think Leonard Part Six was like was like a, a near ma- fatal wound, but he sort of limped along and then made Ghost Dad because he's like, <laughs> how does that even happen? I mean, I. I mean, you see Bill Cosby himself, that the the, the most iconic uh, uh, stand-up movie there is, and you're like, God damn, this guy's funny, and then he can't make a movie worth shit. Well, the thing is, he's actually a great drama and action actor, too. Yeah, yeah, what was that? He did a couple of us. I Spy. Yeah. And I Spy, I mean, I watched I Spy, and he was in shape back then. Yeah, he was really good-looking in I Spy. Though I've tried to sit, I have to admit that I've tried to sit through I Spy, and it's like, I don't know, maybe I just don't like it. It's just, I'll watch it if it's on, but it's like one of those, eh, kind of things. But that's then again, that's kind of like, I like Bill Cosby, like, I like his comedy and such like that, but like, trying to sit through, like, anything other than picture pages is kind of painful for me. Because, like, I don't like the Cosby show. I enjoy Ghost Dad on another level. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to see his new special because I've heard that it's kind of good. And he does sort of go senile occasionally in it. So. Yes. Yes, he did He did yeah. a routine like that on Letterman once. And it was hysterical. Yeah. And so I want to I want to see this. <laughs> Where he goes off on one thing and goes, what was it talking about again? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Oh, and, or he'll go, bip bop. <laughs> Chitlin wings. What I love was 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 when that one podcast did the uh, did the uh, watching of episode two. Yes, and they read the the opening crawl in the Bill Cosby voice. That is, <laughs> that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. 
It's like, take it home, take it home. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, Thanksgiving cartoons. There's an episode right there, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure it was about cartoons, but no. Oh, well. Well, well that the cartoons were so terrible. Yeah. But, like, the uh, problem is there's so many of them, and we didn't watch all of them. And, and the and thing they is, just... they're all about the same anyways. Pretty much. Yeah. I, mean, I well, didn't know what to say. Yeah, well, because, like, you see the Rankin-Bass one, and you see the Hanna-Barbera one, and it basically got the same plot in, in that, like, an animal is trying to save the day, save the Thanksgiving day. And also Garfield is sort of like that, too. So it, it just seems like there's, like, the way to tell a Thanksgiving story. And everyone just follows it. You know, the one we forgot to bring up is uh, there was an old Looney Tunes uh, cartoon where it was uh, yes! Daffy yes! being chased around by a hunter. And this, and this turkey ta- basically takes off his tail puts it on Daffy. Yeah, we totally forgot that one. Oh, well. Oh, uh, there's Tom Turk and Daffy. It's Tom Turk and Daffy. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Turk didn't have much staying power in the Looney Tunes. So. But, like, we were actually going through, like, all the, th- the Thanksgiving specials, and it was, like, pretty much everything has had a had a Thanksgiving special, even animated. Like, Rocco's Modern Life had one. Um, oh, God. Yeah, they had one. Uh, let's see. A uh, the Simpsons, but we all know about The Simpsons. Everyone's had pretty much one, so I didn't want to, like, uh, oh, yeah, and Adventure Time has had one. So, actually, here's the list of Thanksgiving, television Thanksgiving specials. Enjoy Flippy Dogs. Oh, we forgot to mention the South Park Black Friday Thanksgiving special. Oh, yeah, oh. I forgot about that. What's well, okay, we're still recording. There's always yeah, an after show. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's where Kenny is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a Japanese princess. Fight, you know, in, you know, on Sony's side and the Sony versus Microsoft PS4 versus Xbox One battle, which yeah. is also like the Game of Thrones at the same time. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've kind of given up on, I gave up on South Park a long time ago because it's just sort of like, a lot of it's wishy-washy in like the message. And the other thing is, is like, it just seems like they're trying to shock you. And well, actually, I'm, two years ago, they did a pretty good Thanksgiving special about how Thanksgiving was about aliens because because what happened was the kids were watching Ancient Aliens about Thanksgiving, and yeah, because because they said, well, it was on History Channel, it has to be true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh my God, there were actually several. There was there was Daffy Duck's Thanksgiving special. Bugs Bunny's Thanksgiving Diet, Bugs and Daffy's Carnival of the Animals. So there were three. Three Looney Tunes Thanksgiving specials. Some of those are probably like the compilation ones where they just kind of stuck a whole bunch of cartoons together and then made bridge. bridge Yeah, that seems like what it is. And there was a second Thanksgiving. There's a second Thanksgiving special called This is America, Charlie Brown, but it only has like one part about Thanksgiving, but it was aired around Thanksgiving. Uh, <sighs> we forgot wait. about the Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving. Annoying Orange has a Thanksgiving special. Yes. yes. What the Winnie, Winnie, Winnie the really Pooh Winnie here. the Pooh's Thanksgiving special is kind of weird to me because Winnie the Pooh is a British character. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's 
a lot of this doesn't make any any sense. I mean, I mean, um, that'd be that'd be like having that'd be having like a Doctor Who Thanksgiving special because he's a Brit- British character. Awesome. I mean, I mean, it's Winnie the Pooh is is such a freaking British character. I mean, it's not even funny. And the funny thing is, people seem to forget that. It's like, no, he's a pretty British character. It's it's you know because he was named after Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it, but I don't think they care because Disney owns it. Well, it doesn't actually own it, but they think they own it. Um, and I think that they just were like. This is a very popular thing, it, and it also came out around the Tigger movie. So. And uh, it, funny thing is, the real Christopher Robin hates Winnie the Pooh. Of course he does. Because what happened was his dad recorded like a record of him singing like a Winnie the Pooh song when he was like five, and then he went to school in London. Oh. And what happened was his classmates got hold of the record and from a record store and just played it every day. <laughs> Which is actually kind of tame when it comes to bullying, you know? I mean, like that, a, that's... You think with all the money his family made off of Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin's family would be like, oh, we're going to private school you and like, make sure you don't grow up scarred. Uh, I think he was in a private school. Well, well you know, yeah. homeschool you and make sure you don't wait. Well, the people back then were like, harden up, bitch, when it came to that sort of thing. Have a stiff so... upper lip. Yeah, that's the nicer way to put it. I'm trying to go, I'm actually going through all these Thanksgiving specials, and it's just like mind-numbing, because it's like, hi, sitcoms from from old older eras. The funniest part so, about the Christopher Robin story is he actually, because he was picked on so much, actually learned boxing in school. Geez. Well, it was very popular back then. That was like the football of the day in Britain. Some of these are very questionably related to Thanksgiving. I mean, they have the Bozo Gar and Ray special on here. That has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. If it aired on Thanksgiving, it's considered a Thanksgiving special. I guess. That's actually worth watching. <laughs> I think it really honestly is. Well, uh, let's see. They're counting the Soul Train Music Awards as a Thanksgiving special. <laughs> um, the Max Headroom Broadcast Signal Intrusion Incident. <laughs> is considered a Thanksgiving special. Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. The Oprah Winfrey, Oprah's favorite things, Thanksgiving special. She likes the turkey and the gravy. Yay. This is stupid. This is like the stupidest list of things ever because some of these, yeah, you're right. A lot of these have nothing to do with Thanksgiving. It's just, if it aired on Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, Newhart. It's just nothing was a Rocco's modern life that had Thanksgiving. I, I, I remember. I, I, I just I just love that that new hearts on this list. I love that the single well, intrusion is on there. <laughs> <laughs> NCIS is on this list. Roseanne has six Thanksgiving specials. Oh, the, that that oh, freaking series went on for forever, so I don't doubt it. <sighs> oh God! I know. It's just looking Dr. through this Katz, list. professional therapist, has a Thanksgiving special. Of course, Why? everything has a... If it's if it's in America, it's going to have a Thanksgiving special. It's just easy, because then you can, like, do something family-related and... Ugh. Cougar Town! <clears throat> yes, Neil, that is what you think it is. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Sign me up. 
Night Court. <laughs> oh, oh, here's something I, I think would be worth watching. Conan, the, the Turduck and Kerfuffle. Conan's okay. Yeah. Conan? That'd be fun. Yeah. Conan. Conan. <laughs> and not Detective Conan. I was yeah. asking. That's, I just wanted to make sure. Not Detective Wait, Conan. There's oh. a section called Cana- Canadian Series that had Thanksgiving specials. Darcy's Wildlife. The best years. Is it Canadian Thanksgiving? Hmm. Oh. This, uh, anyway. <sighs> so, let's see here. Um, oh, boy. What else is there? It's a, Neil, what are we going to do next week? I don't know yet. Um, I uh, you know, I don't want to go after low-hanging fruit, but maybe we should watch Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer and, like, talk about that or uh, something. Uh, <laughs> or is that going after low-hanging fruit too, obviously? I don't know. Well, I think there were a couple of Christmas specials that we forgot to talk about that one year. Like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Uh, <laughs> Maybe we could just call it low-hanging fruit and deliberately go after bad Christmas specials. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, let, let's be obvious about it because you know it's you know it's because we're not going to act like the whole industry is full of bat of low-hanging fruit and you know do I don't know. Play, and do show these placement reviews all day. <laughs> show these placement. Oh my god! The Christmas list is just Pokemon Christmas. Pokemon oh Christmas. I thought, I thought I thought I thought in Japan they called the they they thought he was the overlord of the moon and called him annual gift man. <laughs> God. The overlord of the moon. No 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 no. Sega Tasanshiro brings you uh, brings you a Saturn for Christmas. In the in the in the Simpsons they said that in Japan. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. They, they they called they called Santa annual gift man and he's the overlord of the moon. Flint, the guy, the time detective, had a Christmas special. But that was an anime, and I don't think it really fits. No, there's like tons of anime. Like, okay, so there's the Pokemon holiday hijinks, With Pikachu's the Pokemon, winter adventures, the mom, the... Christmas night, 1999. There's tons of Christmas specials. There was a Macross Christmas episode. Yes, there was. Well, that yes, was an international was. spaceship, so that made sense. The, the Ranma one half Tendo family Christmas scramble. What wasn't there? A- yeah, you never you never saw the Ranma one half Christmas special. Oh no, my God. there's a Ranma one half Christmas special. You know, I heard that okay. entire series is coming to Hulu pretty soon. Oh my on. God! I must. I watch. know what I'm watching. Really? Yeah. Wasn't there? I'll even watch it dubbed. <laughs> wasn't there a GI Joe Christmas episode? Yes, there was. Wasn't that the one with Giant Polly? Oh, we should. Then we have to talk about. We have to talk about the He-Man She-Ra Christmas. <laughs> oh, where, 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 where Skeletor turns face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually watched that the other day. Um, <laughs> and in it, Skeletor says, "I wonder how I can mess with King Randor today," which has morphed amongst my friends to, "I wonder how I can fuck with King Randor today." <laughs> And we get uh, to learn more about He-Man's mom, who is actually an astronaut from Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, I had forgotten that was part of the lore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
and, and basically she says we should have a th- we should have a Christmas and and and, and, and King Randor's like what is a, this Christmas thing, honey? And she explains back when I was an astronaut on Earth, we did this thing called Christmas. <laughs> yes, free. We will celebrate Christmas. <laughs> and Sally Ride kept trying to get me under the mistletoe for some reason. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, let, let's do that. Let's do let's do the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special where Skeletor turns face. I think I think I've still got that on my machine. So, oh, oh man, the Super Mario World, uh, the night before Cave Christmas. Oh no! Sonic Christmas Blast. We already talked about Mario. that one. Oh. In our Sonic special. Oh. Where they cross the beams. There's an Astro Boy episode, uh, Christmas episode. We're talking about the classic Astro Boy, the black and white Astro Boy. We're talking about 1980 uh, oh, Astro Boy. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. I like the classic one more. Oh, man. The Love Hina Christmas special. I oh, no! Oh, no! Uh, I had an obsession with Love Hina and how terrible it was. You know what? It's, it's, at least it's not you... UQ Holder. UQ Holder? UQ Holder is the new series by that guy. Oh, that one. Where yeah. he, t- he took the lolly character from fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, you know, Negima? Negima, yeah. Yeah, he took the, the lolly character, Evangeline, uh, what's her name? Yep. And, and made, her, made her a MILF and had her hanging around with this stupid boy who she turns into an undead ghoul and they have adventures where basically he's part of her mafia as a forcer and and i still don't understand it i explained the plot and i still don't understand it because he, he his dream is to get on top of a tower and like sing a rock song or something i don't know the point is he wants to get on top of like a space like a space elevator tower needle thingy and like sing a song or something yeah i i think i well i read the end of nagima just because i was like i got on to nagima for a while just because like love hina was so terrible i thought okay this would be my new terrible manga except it was even worse than i expected so i stopped reading it for a while and then i went back to it and that ending made no goddamn sense. And then I tried to read a chapter or two of this, and it was just like, what? What? What is going on? Nagima got so weird at the end. Like, it went from being a harem to, like... A fighting manga? I know, yeah. Like, it, it made no sense. But then again, Ken Akamatsu's, his stuff is generally pretty crap. I like how carefully drawn the the cover of the first manga is. I mean, the girl is very carefully positioned so that you can almost see up her ass underneath that skirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he usually does. It's like, and she's then twelve. Is she? No, she's fourteen at that point. Well, yeah, still. Yeah, but yeah, fourteen? No, no, dude, fourteen's okay in Japan. So you know, I thirteen is the law. age. Th- uh, no, I think thirteen is still the age of consent. Like I said, UQ Holder is like, because there's this whole chapter about like, uh, you know, the latest chapter is, yeah, they, they, st- they, they stab an undead, get dead girl through the heart. And... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to get off the, Ken, the, the Akamatsu train just cause it was like. Yep. There you go. 
This is this stuff is just terrible. There's something about his art. It's like his art's actually a little bit better than it was from the Love Hina days, but still not good. He has assistants now, so. But do you see what I mean? That it's actually it, you, when you look at it, it's actually better than it used to be. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely better than it used to be. Like his art, because um, <clears throat> I read his first series, which well, the first serialized I, one. AI which, love you. Yeah, which ugh. The Chobits clone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He seems to just he seems to just like do what everyone else is doing at the time. Like uh the harem was definitely because there were other harem series. Then Nagima turned into a fighting because that's what everyone else thing turned into. Um this just seems to be mystery and shit like that which seems to be really popular right well, actually now. actually it started as like a journey story where you know the idiot kid and and what's her name you know are traveling to go to the top of this uh freaking like space elevator thing so he can sing a song or something mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he joins her mafia and she's mm-hmm. she she she's gone now she's gone now and we don't we don't know where she is, and he's like doing a fighting manga thing where he's training and he's using a sword that can like increase its weight at voice command or something. And I don't know. It's it's this is pretty this is pretty bad. It's it's I'm reading through it already, and what's go what I think is going on is like he he just unsure what he wants to do. He's just he's a person who follows the trends. That was it. That is clear. Like what he does, and. The trends are kind of like right now, kind of in flux. A lot of what I'd say a lot of series are going to be about, and they've already started to be about, is like corruption and um, how the younger generation has gotten forgotten. Because that seems to be popping up in a lot of series. So I don't, I can expect the UQ holder to sort of have some aspect of that at some point. Well, the big thing, the big thing though that I I sort of saw at the beginning was the 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 traveling story because uh, because Spice and Wolf was big and that's a traveling story. Mm, Yeah, that probably was when he he came up with the story, but he was still doing Nigima when he was when that was out. And uh, and Spice and Wolf is 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 fantastic as a. Oh yeah, actually actually Spice and Wolf is more of a more of a Thanksgiving anime than the other one (laughs) because it's about a harvest. Festival. Yep. We should have just reviewed that. Have you ever seen uh, Have you ever seen Spice and Wolf, Kitty Hawk? Yeah, I've seen Spice and Wolf. But I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I think I got halfway through, but I don't remember why I didn't watch the rest. Did, to did you read the manga? No, I did not read the manga. Um, I do know uh, someone gave me the novel mm. that the series is based because the series is actually based on novels. And I don't know what happened to the novel. Oh yeah, I had to give the novel away because because I had to get rid of all my books. But um, oh here it is: the Rocco Modern Life. Oh, there's the Rocco's Modern Life Modern Christmas, and then the Kappa Mike My- My- Mikey no! uh, Christmas Special. Yes. <laughs> And then the uh, final, the final episode of Invader Zim, the most horrible Christmas ever. Oh yes, yes. But yeah, Kappa Mikey Christmas special. We Christmas already Mikey. took, we already took a bite out of Kappa Mikey. It's yeah. Spat it back out again. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty freaking bad. <sighs> 
I just don't know how it can get better. I don't know if it no. can get better. No, it cannot get better. It's from that from that dark time when oh, anime is is very popular. Let's try to be like that, or you know, try to make fun of it, or something like that. <sighs> I'm glad that era is over. Okay, so Neil, we next week we'll be doing stuff. Stuff! Yeah. Yay! Like, um, let's see, what do you want to, uh, what do you want to do, Neil, out of all the things we just talked about? I kind of like the Christmas, uh, idea, the, the kind of, uh, low-hanging fruit of Christmas. <laughs> let's do that. Let's call it the low-hanging fruit of Christmas. Or last-minute shopping. Or the leftovers. Let's, let's call it, let's call it the Black Friday special. Or, um, what do they call the Saturday before, the, the last Saturday before Christmas? It you has fucked up and you, and you better get something. The big, uh, I forgot what they call it. It's like Black Saturday or something like that. What Black they call Sabbath? It. Yes, Black Sabbath. Cause that's what Saturday is. It's the Sabbath. So yeah. it's Black Sabbath. Yeah! Black Sabbath Christmas. Now, we could talk about the best Christmas special that was never made, which is the Kiss Holiday Special, as was featured on Family Guy. Well, you did see the Kiss, the Kiss fight the Phantasm, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. But I, every time I see the Family Guy Christmas Special, I'm just like, man, I wish the the Kiss Christmas Special actually existed, because they have to save Santa from pterodactyls. I I know we haven't asked you this yet, but what do you think of the Brian Death thing? Well, uh, I think it was in, in, you know, if it was a thing where, like, Seth MacFarlane, like, originally Trevor and I thought that, like, it was sort of like Seth MacFarlane sort of saying, I'm getting out of this. But as I thought about it, I was like, no, because then he, he would have just said he didn't want to do it anymore. It's obvious they were setting up for a Christmas special. Um, and, you know, birth and, re, you know, death and rebirth is part of the Jesus story. So it And also is, part of the Optimus Prime story. Exactly. It is part of the important, uh, religious, uh, stories of our, of, of our world. Um, so I kind of, I'm kind of like, meh about it, cause I like Family Guy, and I, and I watch it, I've watched it pretty much consistently since the beginning. Um, but the last season and this season, you can definitely tell that the, the love is not there anymore. It has definitely hit that point at which it's just making money. And the Brian thing just sort of didn't affect me because it was like the only episode that I think was really good emotionally was the the locked in the um, vault episode. That is actually a really good episode. Um, but this was just sort of like I know this isn't real. I know they're not actually doing this because there's also no way that they're going to keep the guy from The Sopranos on as the dog. I just thought it was some guy no. from New Jersey. No. It's, um, I forgot which character he plays, but, uh, yeah, it's one of the guys from Sopranos. So I That's guess it's it. like... It's a, it's a guy from New Jersey. If you saw yeah, him, yeah. you'd know who he was, man. Was, yeah. Is he, is yeah. he the bit, is he the fat guy? No, I don't no. see who it is. Is um, he the, is he the fat guy with like, with like the droopy face? I don't know. Let me see who it is. Um, Vinny, who's played by... Tony something. 
Chinese Shriko. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. But, no, um, it's not, no, no, it's not the guy I was thinking of. I'm thinking no, of it's him. not him. So it was just, the episode was kind of like, uh, and I've got to say, like... It didn't really address Brian's life either, you know? There was a no, funeral it, scene that was, but that was kind of like a weird funeral scene. It wasn't like... It, it was like this weird feeling. It's like, if, if you told me that this was like a creepy pasta Family Guy episode, I would believe you because it, it had this weird feeling. Oh, okay. This is why they did it. Apparently the Simpsons announced that next year they're going to kill someone big. Right. Uh, and so Family Guy was just sort of beating him to the punch. Yeah, that was my theory, is that basically yeah. they said, well, Simpsons is going to kill someone, so we're going to do it too. We'll well, do they, it. they pulled the punch. Yeah. Yeah, they did it first. Because so... of, because everything about the production notes being quote-unquote leaked with future episodes of Brian and future animatics oh, yeah. of episodes with Brian that haven't aired yet. I mean, Well, pe- someone did po- point out that they do flashbacks all the time, so... But there's episodes called Brian is a Bad Father, an episode that, that has a synopsis of Brian gets to date, what's, yeah. you know, blah, 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 and it's like these are production notes and synopsises that were leaked. So it's like... And the thing is, the, the producers are very careful with their words about these petitions, saying the, this petition in no way will influence our decision on Brian, is what they say. Yeah. So yeah, they're not but, saying that. But what I what I thought was interesting is that this is this is a very complex ruse that they're playing because they they've released a lot of uh, promotional images, but they I think they kind of predicted in advance that people would get would be wise to what they were doing. So what they did with all the all, with virtually all the promotional stuff for upcoming episodes is Chris is missing. So yeah. So they're trying to plant the idea that maybe Chris is going to die. Only that's not going to happen either. I've heard Meg is going to die because well, no one's going to um, care. Well, yeah, and also Mila Kunis is probably done with the show anyway. So it would be like this was Trevor's thing. He said, "What I think is going to happen is is they're going to bring back Brian, and then at the end of the episode, Meg will die. And no one cares, except that like Meg has to be there for this, you know, for so we can have a butt of the jokes. I don't but, know. You know, Meg is whatever. in a lot of upcoming episodes though." I mean, there's a lot of footage of her. Yeah, that could be. that. Well, but we're talking about, like, they're doing stuff like that. So, you know, or Seth Green could be one to get off the show, too. So, so you can focus on a robot th- chicken. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think he's poor. Um, so, who knows? Really, honestly, like, I watched the other episodes from this season, and they were just, I just did not they're feel bad. it at all. It's just. It's like last season was pretty bad. This season is just utterly terrible. It's like it's sad to see something you like get bad, but it but it happens. It's just well, just just look in your refrigerator after a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, I I love that chili. Why'd it have to go bad? It's also just that they've done pretty much everything that they could probably do. So eh, it's over. It was a good show. American Dad got better after a while, which I was pretty impressed with. Cleveland Show did not get better. Oh, Cleveland Show, I just stuck through just because I was like, I'm going to ride this train because I know this is not going to go on for very long. And there was some, you know, occasionally a funny joke. But it was mostly it was the train wreck. And towards the end, they knew it was like, they knew it was a train wreck, so they just went with it. So, eh. 
And he's working on something else, too. Like a new series. Or Bob, Pa, and Kids. <laughs> and then there's the Ted 2 movie coming out. Oh. Farm Life. I liked Ted. I don't want to see Ted 2. Uh, Big city guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it? The is it Family Guy or the Family Guy? Uh, well, I'm referencing I'm referencing a uh, a uh, college humor video where they were saying that that uh, Fox's animation domination will be just nothing but South McFarland shows about idiot dads, hot hot wives, and and talking babies. Yeah, Fox. Well, I don't know. Fox has and in a supporting character that shouldn't talk but does. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Well, they've been trying. They've been trying to. uh, They want another Family Guy, but they don't. They're not going to get another one. I mean, Bob's Burgers is okay, and The Simpsons is just there. Well, uh, Bob's Burgers. I tried watching it. I I don't get it. I've watched some of the, now I've been told like the first season is bullshit, which I was like, usually it is. And I watched another episode from a later season and it wasn't bad. It's just, it's, it's not something I'm like raring to watch. It's just there. Well, a good example of this is, uh, is, you know, it's, they should get Mike Judge to do a show again. Um, yeah, unfortunately after his last attempt with the, the hippie family, he may have a little hard time that. Uh, that's that, true. That, but the, that stupid, that show really bad. One show that I like that Neil hates is actually Mission Hill. I loved Mission Hill, but Neil hates it. Oh, was that the one with like all the weird colors? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that episode. Okay, I have to say it's watchable. That's, uh, that's all I can say about Mission Hill. They had they had that <laughs> wood shout out episode which I loved. I mean it was okay. It just wasn't wasn't great and it was sorta of, and like Oblongs came out at the same time. Oblongs was, was terrible compared to Mission Hill. Uh, Oblongs I liked what he was trying to go for with it, but it ended up being just terrible. It was it it was during that era when they were trying to revive the let's have cartoons for adults again and they were we'll trying. They were trying to capture the Simpsons lightning. You know, Simpsons flash yeah. Flintstones lightning in a bottle again. Well, it was it was the late '90s, and I remember in the late '90s, the fa- Family Guy comes from this uh, from this burst. It was the okay, uh, we're gonna do animation again, and then we had Futurama, the PJs, uh, Family Guy, and then of course everyone else got in on the deal, which we got Mission Hill, Oblongs. Uh, what was the other one? Well, uh, King of the Hill, but that one was successful. Yeah, King of the Hill. King of the Hill, though, that was a little early. That was slight, like at the beginning of this, this big push. And I'm trying to think what the other series was that they were pushing at that time that was like forgettable. Because I'm, I'm going. I have no idea which one. What's really watch. funny is when uh, UPN was trying everything possible to stay in network early on. Oh, Home Movies. That was the other one. I home hate movies. Home Movies. Oh, God. Home Movies is terrible. But like um, I said, one of my favorite things was, do you remember UPN's early days when they were trying everything? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean like just the animation. They were trying everything. Do you remember a little known show called Homeboys in Outer Space? Yes, I remember that show. Oh my god. Deal, do you remember that show? No. <laughs> it was exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It was, was there a terrible. Wayans brother attached to this? I think one of them might have been, but I'm not god sure. I, I think not... so. Why is that so I, predictable? I, you have to tell, spell homeboys with a Z, by the way, Kitty Hawk. It corrected it for me. <laughs> Let's see. Does it have... No! It does not have a Wayans brother. That's impossible. I know. I would have thought, like, it would, considering the time period. Oh, man, Dilbert. I'd forgotten about Dilbert. I tried to forget about Dilbert. I tried to forget about Dilbert. I watched Oh, here's the funny episode. part. It was made by nothing but white guys. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, Baby Blues. Remember Baby Blues? Yes. Ha <laughs> See, the one thing, the one thing is they don't, like, get the really creative comic series to be cartoons, like Rose's Rose. Well, the problem is is that generally those creators know what's going to happen. They're not going to see any of the money from it, and they're not going to have any creative control. Like, so they're just like, funk that, I'm not going to do that. And the animation's um, going to be crap anyway. Yeah, it's going to be crap, because Baby Blues is just, whew. I mean, Peanuts just, got lucky to be uh, paired up with Bill Melendez. Yeah, it was, it was really, that was just, like, luck. But also it was just back then, like... Comic strip creators had a lot more control back then, because, like, um, Popeye is actually a comic character who became a cartoon character. Um, yeah, from Thimble, have... the from Thimble Theater. Exactly. Like, and so, you know, if you go back in time, you see that a lot of creators had a lot of hand in the creation of the, the animated shorts that would come out of these, or in the case of uh, Dagwood and Blondie, the uh, live actions that came out of it. Yeah, Dagwood and Blondie was originally a story of a of a of an aristocratic young man marrying a woman well under his class and his family disowning him for it. Yep, it's great. And then it became story of this guy eating big sandwiches. Yeah, Rose's Rose would be really great as an animated series, but I can see how like she's. <laughs> I love whenever she it? fantasizes about herself being a bad girl. <laughs> I know. I love the bad girl. The bad girl is so awesome. Like I, need, I need like five minutes to load with this comic strip. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it, I just love it because every single one of the characters is just drawn so, you know, like the cat. Yeah. What, Freakazoid was a primetime animated series? Originally, yes. Okay, that makes sense. And then it was moved to Sunday morning. Yeah, because no one understood it. It was the best thing ever! It was awesome. Why can't everyone love it? Oh, well. But yeah, it's, you know, I love Rose's Rose. I know lots of people who don't quite love it as much as I do. It's a, it's a, fun, what I call it is it's, it's, um, it's sort of in the category of Yotsuba or things like that. Sort of like hmm. nice and peaceful. You know, there's some fun there. It's not really offensive. It's just good. It's like you read it and you feel happy. That's it's, what it's, I, it, I, you, I what I love is it's actually very, very, uh, it, it, it's it's very endearing to the to the child in your heart, 
while mm. something like Love Is is kind of creepy once you really uh, think oh. about it. Oh, Love Is is just like that. That series haunted my dreams as a child. I saw one strip and I just thought about it for like weeks, and I was like, "Why?" Why? And, like, later the Simpsons would articulate what I was thinking. What you it's two need is love is. It's a story of two <laughs> two naked toddlers that are married. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's then, then, that's... <sighs> it, when Homer said that, I was like, oh my god. It, it, it's like, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's like the, the writing staff was not pulling their... Nope. Not pulling their punches. It's, uh... I mean, if this one doesn't make you feel weird about reading it, I don't know what does. Oh man, did y'all remember Stressed Eric? I bet. I you hate st- Stressed Eric. And God, the Devil and Bob. Oh. What, about, what, about the, what about the one about that sheep? What's it called? Uh, oh, that one. Uh, sheep in the city. Sheep in the big city. Yeah. Sheep yeah. in the big city, which is okay. I actually like that series. Oh man, Father of the Pride. We brought this one up before, but I love Father of the Pride because it's so terrible. It just it transcends into this like level of horribleness and the sheer amount of gay jokes. Oh it's painful. Oh Carl Reiner, why? 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 Love is ah! Okay, I'm getting out of here. I need to get away from that. The faces are just so creepy. Yeah, love is. That that was one of the funniest vague reference jokes The Simpsons ever did. Okay, you know a series is really bad when um when when you click click it on Wikipedia and they don't even have an article for it. It's uh, called uh, Sammy. It was like an animated series on NBC. Sammy? Sammy. An actor copes with his dysfunctional family. Mm. It only had two episodes air. Wow. Oh my god. I can't even... It's like about a turtle or something. Let's... Do you remember Capital Critters? (sighs) Yes, I remember Capital Critters. I also remember Fish, Fish Police. Oh, and did you remember the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon that only oh showed up for, God. like, I think six episodes? I That sounds worse than the Spaceballs cartoon. It's really bad. Like, I didn't like Napoleon Dynamite because I knew what it was, which is, ooh, look at this, a big-budget film pretending to be an indie film. It's got some wacky shit in it, so that you think it's, like, it's like different, edgy. Well, that was hunting wolverines with my nunchucks. God. <gasps> Ligers are the coolest. Uh, <laughs> what, I love, what I love is Mike Blanchard when he gets like all 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 uh, riled up, he starts talking like Napoleon Dynamite. He does. <laughs> Remember, Deal? Yeah. It's like God. One <laughs> of the funniest Napoleon Dynamite. Ga- Did I ever tell you the story about this guy I used to work with named Scott who who approached his future wife using a Napoleon Dynamite line? I think you have. All right. Whoa. Oh, Kitty- this guy. What? Kitty, you know this story? About what? I, I I worked with this guy once that uh, that picked the, that that used as pickup line a line from Napoleon Dynamite to actually approach his now wife. Wow. And That's... the uh, and what what was was he walked up and said, 
Are you drinking that water because you think you're fat? Because you're totally not. <laughs> and she looked at him like horrified, and he's like, no, 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 it's a line from the Totally Dynamite. And oh, ran. okay. Yeah, that that's, makes it even better. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that, that they overcame that very difficult hurdle. Oh, no. man, speaking of terrible, Alan Gregory. I watched every episode of this. What is this? You didn't see this? This was the Jonah Hill uh, vehicle uh, that was released in 2011. It was it was terrible. It's about this like rich genius kid and his gay father who keeps a a man who's straight as a slave, and they have like an adopted daughter who's actually decent. And it's just about how Alan Gregory's a little shit, little rich shit. It was terrible. It and and just. It just would drag on, and I'd just watch it and just be like, how is this on the air? How did this even get past the pilot? I think it's one of those things when when the, the executives go, this is so weird, this has to be successful. Oh my god, Napoleon Dynamite TV series was considered better than Bob's Burgers. No, I'm sorry, Bob's Burgers is better. But Alan Gregory, you need to watch this shit. It is really, really bad. It is like, how did this get on the air? I think we have to watch Whack Fu first because all of our listeners are telling us we have to watch Whack Fu. Whack Fu? Yes. What's that? It's a free anime that we've never heard of. Yeah. Let's see. Whack Fu. Is it an. It's based on an MMO? No. Is it W A K F U? Yeah, F U. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. It is based on the MMO. Okay, so there was an MMO called Wakfu, and then they based a TV series on it. Yes. Okay. I've heard of the game. That's why I was like, I've heard of Wakfu, but I did not know there was an animated series. And apparently there was an animated series, which is just okay. I'll watch a few episodes of this. Sure, why not? It's in French. Uh, find some subtitles. I'm sure someone has subbed it. Or if they haven't, I'll just watch it, and I'll just do what I used to do when I'd watch Spanish things and go, I know that word! And I know that word! Uh, that's the thing, is Neil's probably never going to watch this because Neil doesn't like... Because Neil likes to watch animation while he's doing other things. He doesn't like to uh, like divide his attention like this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Subtitles is just a little bit too much of a commitment for me. It, de- it depends, though. Some... There are a few rarities that I've watched with the subtitle. No, I admit that, like, when I watch anime, I haven't watched as much anime as I used to just because I have to pay attention to the screen. Yeah. So, and I'm not watching, I'm not, dubbed anime is just sort of against the whole point. So, unless it's run the one half, then I can have that in the background because they pretty much just say what they're doing anyway. I will watch the most awkward of those old uh, streamlined pictures dubs. <laughs> so even, even like, uh, what was it? Fist of the North Star, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Fist of the North Star. Well, Hulu has lots of uh, anime now. That's cool. Yeah, I, I need to get up on there and check out what they've got. I haven't checked in a long time. Let's to see. America! Let me you're, check the... You, know, uh, you were talking about shows earlier that had a very short run. Ever heard of Turn On? 
It was it was it was an old show from like 1969. It was canceled before the first commercial break. (laughs) Really? Yep. Oh, that reminds me. There was there was this one show that was uh, that uh, that Cartoon Network ran for a while in Toonami when they turned Toonami into a Saturday thing. That was nothing but it was it was an Asian it was an Asian stop motion puppet show. Yeah. Like called like something like Shaolin Warriors, and that they ran for like two weeks and then it went away and no one missed it. Yeah. I, do Do you remember this? Sounds vaguely familiar. I mean, I think they worked really hard to try to make people forget this, and I'm looking and see what's on the. Let's see here. Uh, oh, they actually have. Let's see here. Uh, mostly Shonen Jump stuff on the first panel of Popular in Anime. Second panel is Sword Art Online, which I've not seen yet. Um, five different versions of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh God! Someone put up a put up a clip of Turn On. Let's see here. Um, yeah, oh, prob- Kimmy the Tadoki is on. Oh, I love that show. I love that manga actually. Yeah, the clip of Turn On is probably like only like five or six minutes because that's all that was ever aired. It's like forty six. It's like forty three uh, seconds long. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go, kids. That's all we've got. <laughs> well, I want to watch Candle Cove. Oh, Neil, can you talk? Ron mm-hmm. One Half is already on Hulu. All right. Well, yes. that's going to be in the background. And uh, let's see here. Uh, so I'm looking at what else is on here. Claymore's on there. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, boy. I, I don't even know what half these shows are. It's like, what happened? I used to know most of these manga and the animes. Let's see here. Um, uh Codebreaker, oh, Codebreaker, I love Codebreaker. They need to just, like, scoop up all those old Streamline and Central Park Media dubs and just put them on Hulu and just have, like, here, here's all the shitty dubbed they, anime you remember. They, they do, they do. They they have uh, they have uh, dirt, the original Dirty Pair on it. Because I I just have such an affinity for those, those, like, really cheesy dubs. I love those. Let's see here. Tora Dora is on here. Um, Black Lagoon! Ooh. I know you like Black Lagoon, Neil. I'll watch that sometime. I'll watch that with the with the volume off, for Christ's sake. Um, let's see here. Queen's Blade, which is terrible. Have you ever tried watching Queen's Blade? It's no. terrible. Yeah, it just seems like it's a it's a figure. Like it's just made for figures. <clears throat> and there's another one that's kind of like Queen's Blade that I forgot the name of it, but the first episode had like a a uh a bunny girl with acid spewing tits. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is this?" What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was watching. I was, it was on Hulu. I was watching. I was like, "What the fuck am I watching? Why is this on Hulu?" <laughs> I'm trying to remember what this show was. Oh, it was. Uh, oh God, what was it? Let me let me look it up. Bunny girl acid. <laughs> It, it was Queen's Blade. Nah. Would you just look up Bunny Girl Acid Tits? Yes. Oh, that's what you got. <laughs> I think everyone knows about that now. I was like, what the hell is this? I mean, you're not even making sense. You're just being weird to be weird. Yeah, it's just it's just a fig. It, as far as I can figure it, it's just to make figurines because like I see figurines for that series like all the goddamn time. I think that the show, they've just gone, what if? 
Oh, God. Uh, Corpse Princess, which... Oh, sorry, Kidiaka, I didn't know you. No, no, it's cool, it's cool. I just, I need to go in a couple minutes, so. But yeah. thank you so much for, for having me on the show, and, um, and. Oh, Crayon Shin-Chan is on here, Neil. Oh. Oh. Uh, we love having you on, Kitty Hawk. And All oh, right. And if, if you want me on for the Christmas special, I'll definitely brave some low-hanging fruit if you want. <laughs> Yes, I'm willing to do it. I've also watched the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special, so let's let's make that our next episode. The He-Man and okay. She-Ra Christmas special. All right, so same time next week. Yes. Oh, Sakiri is on here. Ooh, well, I might put that on in the background too. All right. Well, I'll talk to y'all later. All right. Okay. Good night, Kitty. Hawk. All right. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Mm-hmm.